right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. This is Francesca, and this is episode 24 of my podcast, Let Me Take You on a Psychology Adventure. And today we're talking about 12 tricks to make people like you. Why? Because if you want to succeed in life, in anything, you need people. Because we need people to achieve anything. If you want a promotion, a collaboration, if you want to create content or even do a podcast, anything involving people, they need to like you. So let's get straight into it, shall we? The first psychology trick to make people like you is to be relaxed. So what does that mean? Don't try to impress. So if you're feeling yourself and feeling and having a good time, you will transfer your good mood to other people. There's something called mirror neurons that we all have. And when you feel good and when you feel relaxed, you transmit that to other people as well. It's like a breath of fresh air because most of us are overthinkers. We're always worrying. So to see someone that is comfortable with themselves and that embraces their own emotions and beliefs, it is very attractive. I remember one of my friends in Romania fell into a river once in front of all of my friends and everyone started laughing at him because it really was a hilarious experience. And, you know, anyone that would have been in his situation would have been extremely embarrassed to be in that situation. But he literally just got up and he was so relaxed and comfortable with himself, completely unapologetic, no shade of embarrassment or awkwardness. It was incredible to watch someone that is so comfortable with themselves. People that seem to live in their own world and like they're the main character, even if they're doing something awkward or something that others would perceive as bad, because they embrace themselves, they give you that feeling that you want to be part of their movie. You want to be part of their lives. So be uninhibited. We are usually suppressed and inhibited, not to say the wrong things, to offend someone, to look stupid. So all of these qualities that we have go into our shadow. Naturally, we are attracted to people that express our shadow because unintentionally, unconsciously, we desire to be like that. You know, like children are narcissistic and they're not worried to say the wrong things or to offend anyone. And secretly, we desire to be like that as well. So we are attracted to those kinds of people. Because our subconscious want to be complete, not divided into halves. We want to integrate our shadows. The second psychology trick is to develop your emotional intelligence. This is really important. The most attractive thing in the world and the thing that we most long for is being understood by someone else. 
People are very selfish and don't care about how others see the world differently from them. When someone reads us and understands how we feel, it gives us that deep sense of connection that we don't usually have. In order to understand someone else, the most important thing that you have to do is to understand yourself, so to develop your emotional intelligence. Human beings are extremely complex, so developing your emotional intelligence won't be a thing that you do overnight. Once you understand yourself, why you do the things you do, what your deepest fears and desires are, you'll be able to start reading and understanding others. Because in essence, we're not that different and we all have the same needs and fears. We are all afraid of not being good enough. We're all afraid of not being loved. We have the same fears. Start by noticing how you feel and start journaling because this can be a really good exercise. Observe yourself without judgment. Instead, look at yourself with curiosity. What made me do that? Instead of, I'm such an idiot for doing that. What was my deeper hidden need? Every action and emotion that we have has a positive intention behind it. Even if you do something that is considered bad, there was a deeper need hidden. For example, you get very critical with your brother, let's say, and you hurt his feelings. Now you feel ashamed and tell yourself that you're a bad person, maybe. Instead of that, ask yourself, what made you be critical? What did he trigger inside of you? Was I trying to help him? Why do I have the need to save people that don't want to be saved or don't ask for my help? Is it maybe um, an pattern that I have of saving people? Is it because he's maybe lazy and I hate that he's lazy? So is there a part of me that I don't like that is lazy? What is laziness trying to teach me? So there, this process can go so deep once you start exploring yourself. Because what we don't like in other people is something that is in our shadow. Something that we either have or don't accept the idea of us having that quality. So be curious. Don't judge yourself or others. Oh, okay. We have a caller. Let me take this. Hi, Chris. Oh, was that a mistake? Okay. <laughs> so let's continue. So be curious. Don't judge yourself or others. Ask questions and be truly curious. This will also enlarge your mental map. The third tip is being a good listener. So this is how you make people like you. Most people are bad listeners because being a good listener doesn't mean that you just don't interrupt and nod your head. This is not what a good listener is. It means being involved in the conversation and asking questions being curious, truly curious, and really trying to understand the other person makes people addicted to you because it gives them that validation that most people don't give them. 
The second that I think about my response while I'm listening to you, I'm half listening to what you're saying because I'm really actually waiting for the opportunity to tell you my story instead of actually listening and understanding you. What you do in this situation, as soon as you have that story or thought that you want to share, just toss it. Consciously tell yourself, I'm not going to say it. All you should be doing is asking yourself, what idea or thought that they mentioned do I find fascinating and want to explore? Research shows that asking people to tell you more makes you more likable and gets them to want to help you. The basics of active listenings are pretty straightforward. So listen to what they say without interrupting or disagreeing or evaluating, nodding your head as well and making a brief acknowledgement, like acknowledging comments like yes, mm-hmm, yeah, uh, without being awkward, repeating back the gist of what they just said from their frame or of reference and inquire, ask questions. That shows you've been paying attention and that moves the discussion further. So, for instance, a great question um, I love is challenges. What kind of challenges did you have at work this week? What kind of challenges do you have living in this part of the country? What kind of challenges do you have raising teenagers? Everyone has challenges. It gets people to share what their priorities in life are at that point in time. And being um, actively listening, as I said, means really caring about what the person is saying and exploring that even further. So asking questions. The fifth one is being emotionally independent. So not depending on someone else to make you feel good, as most of us do, but knowing what brings you pleasure and joy. We're attracted to people that feel good by themselves and are a source of feel-good emotions. So, you know, when you see someone that is already happy, that is having a good time, even at a party, have you ever been to a party where... You know, there is that one person that is dancing and having fun and doesn't really care about the other people in the room. You know, it's like a light that mosquitoes go towards. We're attracted to that person. That person is magnetic because when someone feels good, we want to get a little bit of their energy. We want to stay in their presence. So as I said earlier in this podcast, you know, living in your own world and feeling good is very attractive to other people. So this was the fourth, not the fifth. The fifth one is to reveal your flaws from time to time. So according to Prattful Effect, people will like you more after you make a mistake, but only if they believe that you are a competent person. So revealing that you aren't perfect makes you more relatable and vulnerable towards the people around you. Researcher Elliot Arnson at the University of Texas, Austin, first discovered this phenomenon when he studied how simple mistakes can affect perceived attraction. 
He asked male students from the University of Minnesota to listen to tape recordings of people taking a quiz. And when people did well on the quiz, but spilled uh, coffee at the end of the interview, the students rated them higher on likability than when they did well on the quiz and didn't spill coffee or didn't do well on the quiz and spilled coffee. So people need to perceive you as competent, but making mistakes, showing that you're relatable, that you're not perfect, makes you way more likable compared to someone that is trying to be perfect all the time, that's trying to say the right words all the time, not to offend, not to say the wrong thing. You know, you can feel that those people are extremely tense when you're, when you're trying to be even, a, you know, we talked about being a good listener. Like if you're trying to be a good listener 100% of the time and you're trying to uh, be the best boyfriend, the best friend, the best all the time, this is fake and it's it's not something, it, being too perfect is not something that people can relate to. So it's really good to make mistakes from time to time and to openly admit them and be comfortable with them. So remember, I was telling you about that friend that fell into a river and, you know, he was just so relaxed and chill about it. This is the attitude that you should have as well towards your mistakes. Obviously, if they're very big mistakes, it's a different story. But if it's small mistakes, that's the best approach to have. The sixth trick to make people like you is to tell them secrets. Self-disclosure may be one of the best relationship building techniques. In a study led by researchers at the State University of New York at Stony Brooks, the California Graduate School of Family Psychology in Santa Cruz, college students were paired off and told to spend 45 minutes getting to know each other. Experimenters provided some students pairs with a series of questions to ask, which got increasingly deeper and personal. For example, one of the um, intermediate questions was, how do you feel about your relationship with your mother? Other pairs were given small talk type questions. For example, one question was, what is your favorite holiday and why? At the end of the experiments, the students who would ask increasingly personal questions, reporting feeling much closer to each other than students who engaged in small talk. You can try this technique on your own as you're getting to know someone. For example, you can build up from asking easy questions like the last movie they saw to learning about the people who mean the most to them in life. When you share intimate information with another person, they're more likely to feel closer to you and want to, and want to confide in you as well in the future. Show that, they, that you can keep secrets too. That, that is really important. So two experiments led by researchers at University of Florida found that people place higher value on both trustworthiness and trustingness in their relationships. Those two traits 
proved especially important when people were imagining their ideal friend and ideal employee. As Suzanne uh, White of Northern Illison University writes, trustworthiness is comprised of several components, including honesty, dependability and loyalty, and while each is important to successful relationships, honesty and dependability have been identified as the most vital in the realm of friendships. The seventh trick to make people like you is to display a sense of humor. So research from Illinois State University and California State University Regard, say that, found that regardless of whether people were thinking about their ideal friend or romantic partner, a sense of humor was really, really important. Another study from uh, another university, the, it's called DePaul University, found that using humor when you're first getting to know someone can make the person like you more. In fact, the study suggested that participants in a humorous task, like having someone wear a blindfold while the other person teaches them of dance, can increase romantic attraction as well. So you can develop your humor by watching live comedy shows, hanging around funny people, and reading or watching funny content. The easiest way to be funny, just to give you like some tricks that you can use in your day-to-day -day life, is, even if you're not funny, is to give the opposite answer to yes or no questions or to say the opposite of what people expect to hear. So, for instance, someone comes up to you and they ask you, how are you? And you're like, horrible. You know, it's funny because people don't expect you to say that. Or, you know, in a situation where you're obviously um, supposed to be nervous or it's a very anxiety-provoking situation and someone is asking you, how, how are you feeling? It's like, ah, oh, I'm feeling great. Yeah, no pressure, you know. This is funny when you give the opposite answer to what people expect to hear. Also, adopt different characters when talking. So the more different this character is from you, is the, the funnier it is. So adapt the tone and the mannerism of the character. A lot of comedians do this as well. For example, a masculine man talking like Kim Kardashian or a white girl talking like an old Indian man. You know, another way that comedians or funny people use humor is by doing fake outs. That means that they make you expect a serious answer and use a serious tone of voice, but they end up see saying like a very silly and funny thing. So like, let's say I ask a guy uh, what his job is. And in a serious tone of voice, he says, I'm a stripper. Yeah, long, I work long hours and sometimes I have too many clients and, you know, I have to pass them on. And then continues to talk about uh, his stripper job in a serious tone. So anything unexpected creates humor. So these were just a few tips to be funnier in your day-to-day -day life. But if you're interested in this topic, you can actually uh, DM me or tell me and we'll talk more about it. The eighth trick to make people like you is to let them talk about themselves. We love talking about ourselves. 
and Harvard researchers recently discovered that talking about yourself may be inherently rewarding the same way that food, money, and sex are. So, in one study, the researchers had participants sit in an fMRI machine and respond to questions about either their own opinions or someone else's. Participants had been asked to bring a friend or family member to this experiment who was sitting outside the fMRI machine. In some cases, participants were told that their responses would be shared with a friend or relative. In other cases, their, these responses would be kept private. So results show that the brain region associated with motivation and reward were most active when participants were sharing information publicly, but also were active when they were talking about themselves without anyone listening. So in other words, letting someone share a story or two about their life instead of blabbing about yours could give them more positive memories of your interaction. The ninth trick is act like you like them. So actually like them. Psychologists have known, um, have known for a while about the phenomenon called reciprocity of liking. So when we think that someone likes us, we tend to like them as well. So in one 1959 study published by Human Relations, for example, participants were told that certain members of a group discussed would probably like them. These group members were chosen randomly by the experimenter. After the discussion, participants indicated that the people they liked best were the ones who supposedly liked them. And more recently, researchers at the University of Waterloo and the University of Matibo Manitoba sorry, found that when we expect people to accept us, we act warmer towards them, thereby increasing the chances that they really will like us. So even if you're not sure how a person you're interacting with feels about you, act like you like them and they'll probably like you back. The tenth tip is to use your body language. So the number one thing is you have to smile. You've probably heard this a million times before, but you absolutely have to smile. A smile is a great way to um, engender trust. So wait until you've been introduced in a conversation, though, or are introducing yourself before smiling. So, for instance, uh, let's say I introduce myself to you, right? And I say, hi, I'm Francesca. So only smile when you s hear their name. Then as you shake uh, your acquaintance's hand and say their name, smile broadly as if hearing their name brought a smile to your face. So in this way, others will feel as if their name was so appealing to you that it made you smile brightly. Then keep that chin angle down. So it doesn't appear like you're looking down on the person you're talking to, down your nose to anyone. And if you can, show a little bit of head tilt. That's always wonderful. Uh, then the third tip for body language would be uh, don't, you don't want to give a full frontal, full body display. So try to sit a bit like 
to the site. That could be very offensive to some people. So give a little bit of an angle. The first one is to keep your palms up while you're talking as opposed to palms down. That says, I'm hearing what you're saying and I'm open to your ideas. The fifth one is, so I always want to make sure that I'm showing good, open, comfortable non-verbals. So I just try to use high eyebrow elevation, so just raising your eyebrows. Basically, anything going up and elevating is very open and comforting. Anything that is compressing, like lip compression, eyebrow compression, where you're squishing down, that's conveying stress. The sixth one is to lean in to show engagement. Leaning towards someone is a nonverbal way of telling them that you are engaged. This works especially well if you are in a group of people and you are interested in one person in the group. This will subconsciously pull them in your direction and nonverbally say, I like you the most. Are there objects like a chair or a desk in the way? Just take them out, maneuver yourself or move the object so you can lean forward without the cluster. So try not to have any objects between you and the person that you're talking to because the physical barrier will also create an emotional barrier. The seventh one is to mirror their body language. So mirroring is when you subtly copy the body language of the person that is in front of you. In one study, men rated a woman more sexually attractive if she had mimicked his verbal or nonverbal behavior during speed dating. So we tend to subconsciously mirror people we like. The key to mirroring is being subtle, though. So obvious mirroring can actually break report and uh, decrease attraction or likability. If someone leans back on the wall, lean back too. The 11th trick to make people like you is give compliments. People will associate the adjectives you use to describe other people with your personality. So this phenomena is called spontaneous trait transference. One study found that this effect occurred even when people knew certain traits didn't describe the people who had talked about them. Whatever you say about other people influences how people see you. The uh, author of Happiness Project said that. If you describe someone else as genuine and kind, People will also associate you with those qualities. The reverse is also true, though. If you're constantly trashing people behind their backs, your friends will start to associate the negative qualities with you as well. Also use the gain-loss theory of interpersonal attractiveness, which suggests that your positive comments will have more of an influence if you deliver them occasionally, so from time to time. A 1965 study by University of Minnesota researchers shows that this theory might work in practice, how this theory might work in practice. So researchers had 
80 female college students work in pairs on a task and then allow the students to overhear their partners talking about them. In reality, experimenters had told the partners what to say. So, in one scenario, the comments were all positive. In the second one, the comments were all negative. In the third scenario, some of the comments were positive and then some of the comments were negative. And in the first one, the comments went from negative to positive. And in the other one, in the third one, they went from positive to negative. So as it turns out, students like their partners best when the comments went from positive to negative, suggesting that people like to feel that they've won you over in some capacity. So bottom line, although it's counterintuitive maybe, try complimenting your friends less often. Or you can also use the push and pull technique where you say a compliment, but also kind of a critique in a funny way. So a compliment is best received after it is actually followed by a critique. Of course, nothing big, but you know, when people get compliments, they usually become very awkward. So if you make a funny joke, you know, like, um, let's say, oh, you're an amazing person. Oh, you're one of the best people I've ever met. Oh, but the craziest ones as well. You know, this will make the compliment better received because people don't feel that pressure. And the 12th trick to make people like you is to orchestrate a negative shared experience. So human beings bond the most through negative shared experiences, suffering on the road to a common goal. For example, in wars, sport teams, these are the things that unite people most effectively. So take them on a roller coaster of emotions. So for instance, if you go to a new part part of the town and you get lost on purpose, or you go camping together and purposefully forget essential equipment. After you put them through that hard time, you also have to resolve the situation. This will make them bond to you like a baby to their mother. This especially works with people that you also want to seduce. So remember a time, for instance, Maybe it was with your classmates during university where you had to leave maybe uh, like three or four people in the same room, in the same accommodation. It was like a hard time to do that, but it bonded, bonded you closer to them. Or you went on a hiking trip and you encountered, you know, some negative experiences. That is what truly bonds people, not necessarily the positive experiences. It's more of the negative experiences. So maybe this is counterintuitive, you know, but it's really good if you actually go through negative experiences with people because that will make you bond the most. All right, so... These were the 12 psychology tricks to make people like you. If you have any questions or any suggestions, please let me know. You can DM me or you can DM on this app or on Instagram. And thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing day.